Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We're joined once again by Dr. Irene Siegel, who's a local gal to me. She's from Huntington, New York, helping people all over with Center Point Counseling Center. And uh, she conducts her uh, psychology, psychotherapy practice, I should say, out of Center Point. And also, she believes in integrated health. And she's going to talk more today about that, her book, book and all, of course, that she could do to help you here today. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me, Jill. Well, thank you. So, uh, big introduction. There's many uh, facets to you. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've spent many years studying with different spiritual traditions. I started studying with Incan healers in Peru for back and forth to Peru for about a 10-year period of time when I was in my 30s. I've studied with other teachers more recently with um, a Hawaiian high priestess who I'm going to be working with again next year sometime. And I have just had an amazing spiritual journey as well as an amazing practice in psychotherapy. So I have found ways to integrate both of them. I, I teach meditation and I also do psychotherapy and integrate a more spiritual approach to what I do. Oh, I love it. And by the way, how do we reach out to you? Would you mind sharing that? Well, my website is drirenesiegel.com, D-R-I-R-E-N-E-S-I-E-G-E-L.com. My phone number is 631-547-5433. And if you go to my website, you can see basically what I've been doing. And if you have more questions, more interest, you're welcome to give me a call. Perfect. And what did you want to focus on for today's show in particular? Well, I wanted to pick up a little bit on where I left off in our last podcast. I was talking about my book, The Sacred Path of the Therapist, Modern Healing, Ancient Wisdom, and Client Transformation. And I wanted to talk more specifically about transpersonal interventions in psychotherapy. Now, I have run the gamut. After I had gotten my master's in social work, I went to a three-year training program in psychoanalytic psychotherapy, integrated that for many years, and then I had gotten my PhD in transpersonal psychology. And a transpersonal approach is all about integrating a larger context into treatment from traditional psychotherapy where we try to help people get over their own dysfunction or maladaption to situations to normal to normal functioning but in a transpersonal approach we go beyond that we want to take them to their highest potential and for me what that means is integrating more of a spiritual approach into it and a client does not have to be spiritual to come into my practice because they they are where they are at their own level but I hold an energy that takes them to another level whether they want to call it spiritual or whatever it is so I wanted to get more specific because in my book I do a whole piece on what's called cognitive to cosmic interweaves Okay. Now, in psychotherapy, and you've heard me say before, I am an EMDR consultant. I do primarily eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing in my practice, integrating a transpersonal approach. So what that means is that as a therapist, from my own spiritual teachings and what I teach, I have learned how to hold an energy in the field that is a high-frequency energy. 
And for some people that might seem really over the top. It doesn't really matter what the client thinks because I just stay in a very centered place. So in Buddhism, they might consider it non-duality where you find that place of inner stillness in more of a Native American tradition. They might talk about getting into non-ordinary reality, which, mm -hmm. which is different. It's more of a journey where you're seeking information and healing. And I have studied in a way where I know how to get into that centered place. So whether a client can or not, I can do that. And it affects what happens in the field. So to get more specific about that, and I have had clients that have called me and said, I want to come in for treatment, but I'm not spiritual. And I'll say, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't go there. We only go there if the client goes there. But what does start to happen is a client might start to use their imagination in a way that opens up a doorway to their greatest potential. So when I'm involved in an EMDR protocol, which is always about finding a core trauma and working to heal that trauma using bilateral stimulation and using an eight-phase protocol in this brain-based therapy. We, in, pre in preparation for, for the eight phases, we can take a client through their imagination to a safe state. So yep. we're changing states of awareness from everyday awareness to more of a state of inner peace and safety. For some clients with more complex post-traumatic stress, this is very difficult, but that's part of the work, to get them to use the imagination and find a safe state. Now, there are some clients that do follow a spiritual path. Mm -hmm. They'll talk about being in a spiritual setting or out in nature, and they will talk about accessing their own inner guides. Now, I never say that to a client unless that's their belief system. Yeah. But if they go there, I go there because I access my own inner guidance as I'm working with clients. And when they can do that, we can work on that level as well as in the more alert, what I call the egoic level where you're more alert and present in the everyday world. So here's what that could look like for a client. So let's say a client really has some severe symptoms of complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. And under those circumstances, they can have a high level of dissociation, which means they may get confused about time, about place. Um, they may got, get lost in space mm -hmm. and lose their focus, lose their concentration. They may have uh, flashbacks to an earlier period of time where the trauma occurred and they get lost in that period of time as if it's happening now. Yeah. So in EMDR, we work towards greater ego integration and there's some very good tools to do that, working with what I call the internal family, where we identify these internal parts and the client can use their imagination, whether they see or sense, and we find the parts of them that can support their progress and the parts of them that might undermine their functioning in the world. And we do almost like an internal family therapy. But there are times with some clients where they will just naturally identify their own higher self that comes in. Okay. Or if they get really stuck in this integration process, I will suggest to them, find a part of you that exists beyond your personality. What is that person? 
part of you look like? How do you sense it? Some will say, oh, that's my higher self. Mm -hmm. Others won't say that, but it'll be whatever it is. That part becomes an incredible co-therapist in the process. And I will say to them, you don't have to tell this part what to do. It knows exactly what to do. And I have them use their imagination to work with greater integration of these dissociative parts. It can become very magical. And there are times where the client just looks at me and says, you know, is this normal? And I'll just say, well, does it feel good? And if it feels good, they go further with it. So when I talk about going from cognitive to cosmic interweaves, mm -hmm. and, and people could read more about that in my book, it's really about having them, for example, a, a, a cognitive interweave is, let's say somebody who was sexually abused as a child, and they can't forgive themselves. They think there's something wrong with them. It was my fault. I'm responsible. Well, of course, a child can't be responsible for that. Mm -hmm. So an interweave would be something like, do you know a child in your world who is the same age as when you were abused? And they'll say yes. And I'll say, well, if God forbid something happened to that child, would you blame that child? And the client would say, no, of course not. And then we process that with bilateral mm -hmm. stimulation. That's an interweave. That's a cognitive interweave. When I bring in the cosmic interweave, I might bring in a colored light from above to shine on this wounded part or the wounded family system. I might ask them to bring in their own higher self if they use that language. We might work in symbols or colors. What color do you need in order to soothe that part of you? So these, it's going deeper into the imagination and clients, once they realize that it's really okay to relax into that, they can have some extraordinary experiences and they're always shocked when the original trauma quickly loses its charge yep. because of the different ways we're approaching this. Interesting. And by the way, um, during the, the year speaking, I did receive your notes. Uh, they sent them over. So I have everything now, the sacred path of a therapist, as you mentioned. And of course, we're going to get more specific into that. So thank you so much. But I apologize that they sent it so late. That's okay. <laughs> awesome. And, and Dr. Siegel, uh, for those just tuning in, remind us how we can reach you. My website is Dr. Irene Siegel, D-R-I-R-E-N-E-S-I-E-G-E-L.com. My phone number in Huntington is 631-547-5433. And I also do remote sessions as well for people in states where I am licensed, which is basically New York, Florida, Arizona. And um, it works very well from a distance as well. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's continue down the path here and uh, talk more about EMDR or whatever else in particular you think that's important. And by the way, when you mentioned light, we're actually talking light, like different colors of light. And where do you shine them on? What, what areas, for example? Well, there's no pat answer for that. Okay. So for example, let's take a client that comes in with a physical issue and okay. they're emotionally upset or they want to get to the root of that issue from an emotional perspective, I will go into the physical discomfort because EMDR is very body oriented. Okay. We look at the part of the body that holds the stress related to a negative belief system like I'm not lovable. Where in your body do you hold it? I let the client identify that and then I ask the client to give me an image of that. Okay. What does that look like 
to their mind's eye. Is there a form? Is there a color? Is there a weight to it? Mm -hmm. And then, and, and I never force this on a client. Then I will ask the client to just kind of sit with the question, what color do they need in that area to ease that tension? And they find it within themselves. Wow. Now, because of my own training in terms of meditation and psychotherapy, I am following that process with my own imagination. In spiritual traditions, they say that the lower energy always resonates to the higher and that negative beliefs have a lower energy. Okay. Positive beliefs of inner peace and stillness have a higher energy. So I hold that in myself so that if they choose, they could resonate with what I'm holding in that shared field or if they can get to that place. So they start to focus on the stress in their body mm -hmm. around an emotional negative belief or around a physical illness and they come to a place of inner peace and we're just holding it together. And sometimes it's hard for a client to just stop thinking yeah. and just be in the experience. Mm -hmm. So it takes some work to help the client get there. But when they get there and they start to trust their imagination, it opens up a door to healing that they could not expect. And so whatever color light comes through, you know, the, the founder of EMDR was Francine Shapiro, and she would have a light stream technique, and I might have mentioned this in our last podcast, where she would ask the client to bring in their favorite color. But I don't do it that way because their favorite color may not be the color they need for that particular healing. Mm. Or I will ask them, is there a form to it? Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a pattern to it. And if you go back to the days of Carl Jung, he studied with healers, spiritual healers in India, and he learned that there's a collective unconscious, that there's a field that we share in together. And that's what I access with the client. He also learned that we can work through the imagination. He did it through, through dreams. I do it through bilateral stimulation, silent space, and the client's imagination. And it becomes extremely powerful. So there's no pat answer for any client. And some clients will come in and they'll say, I'm not really good with my imagination. I don't see things. I'll say, it doesn't matter. We go in through body sensation. We can go in through intuition. Mm -hmm. There's so many doorways in when you realize the power of the intuitive process. So when I talk about these cognitive to cosmic interweaves, it's very much about accessing intuition, inner senses, inner hearing, inner knowing. There's another transpersonal mm -hmm. therapist, Ken Wilber. He talks about when we hear phrases in our head, it's the whispers of our soul. It's messages looking to come through that put words to something that we believe on a deeper level. And I pay attention to that. I think it's really important. So it's a really flowing, intuitive process that I share with the client as they have, as we're doing bilateral stimulation, and I do it with music. So they wear headphones, music goes from ear to ear. They can get lost in the music. It just kind of goes into the background for them. 
so they're not paying a lot of attention to it and their imagination can just go and wherever they go is a doorway to the deeper work and it's really a beautiful process interesting Right. Well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. And uh, we're still here, obviously, with Dr. Irene Single. Just if you are tuning in here on the Zoomcast or the podcast, just so you know, uh, we're excited to have her back here. She's uh, from Center Point Counseling, based out of Huntington, New York. And just to confirm, you're able to work with uh, what area, uh, what state, uh, any state with people? How does it work? Well, as as a licensed social worker, because my license yes. is under social work, I have to see clients that are in a state where I'm licensed. So of course I'm licensed in New York. Okay. I'm licensed in Florida, I'm licensed in Arizona, and um, I do a lot of work by Zoom these days. Ever since the pandemic, I've been doing a lot of work over Zoom, and it works fine. It's a, it's a great, it's a great way to work actually. Perfect, 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 yeah. thank you. All right, we still have uh, eight minutes left on the clock today, and there's so much more to you and to what you have to offer, including your book. Um, what other things did you want to share with us? Well, what I'd like to talk about is, the, is why we're even doing this now. Sure. I recently came back from presenting at the 2024 EMDRIA conference. EMDRIA stands for EMDR, International Association, their conference. And I talked about how we're in a different paradigm now mm-hmm. in terms of health and healing than we ever were before in, in our lifetimes. Okay. And part of this is because we've been through trauma together through pandemic. Yep. I mentioned this last time, pandemic, financial stress, social, cultural, racial stress, um, you know, there's been so many stresses on our society, but there's also a larger picture, and we are moving into a cycle as a planet where consciousness is awakening. Mm-hmm. And I feel very blessed to be in this lifetime at this time to bring into my work and to bring to my profession mm-hmm. a, a way of working with higher consciousness. So I actually. For those of you that might be healers out there of any t- of any kind, I've put together what I call a master's program in transpersonal okay. psychotherapy, where we start first with learning about a transpersonal approach to EMDR, learning a, a six-month meditation program, and then working in a, in a group in a retreat center. So actually, I am in the process now now that the pandemic is hopefully gone, <laughs> of bringing my program to Hawaii. I've done this several years before wow. the pandemic. So I'm putting together a Hawaiian retreat where I teach therapists, and you oh don't have gosh. to be trained in EMDR for this. Okay. I teach therapists and healers a transpersonal, it's called EMDR, it's a transpersonal therapy, a cross-cultural perspective where East meets West. So we do practice sessions. I actually am working with a high priestess, a Hawaiian high priestess, who comes in and teaches us about Hawaiian culture and Hawaiian healing. She takes us to a sacred site and we integrate an EMDR process with a personal process of growth and transformation. We do it through spiritual ceremony at sacred sites. Mm -hmm. We come back, we work with that in an EMDR process, and we complete our retreat with a fire ceremony that I learned from Incan healers that is incredibly transformational. So I have missed it over (laughs) the last few years of pandemic, but I'm putting that together soon. I'm going to be sending out an announcement within the next couple of weeks, and this is going to take place in April of 2024. So this um, will be up on my 
<laughs> website very shortly if people are interested in taking a look at that probably within the next week or two okay um, it will be up so if you're listening to a recorded version of this check my website it's probably up and you could read more about it and like I said you don't have to be trained in EMDR but you will learn something about EMDR and you will do your own personal healing work and you'll learn how to bring some of these tools and skills into your own healing practice. So there's a lot of meditation involved in the program. There's a lot of practice sessions involved in the program. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of amazing work with myself and with the high priestess who is so gracious to bring her skill and her knowledge to our group. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And when people take that class, there's follow-up classes if they want to learn more. I studied a program called Awakening Your Light Body, created by Luminescence. I studied that for many years. I've been teaching that program for about 30 years. It's a six-month program in uh, Awakening Consciousness, and it's profound. Wow. And so I've been teaching that, and I'm bringing that also to the professional setting. <laughs> and I even have an article coming up soon a professional journal article coming up talking about how I integrate all of this in my training. So it's a very exciting time for me and I think for any healing profession, this is not just about psychotherapy, any healing profession is changing. Even conventional medicine is changing. Mm -hmm. We have so many new um, ways of healing people today, much more quickly than in the past much less invasive than in the past. Yep. And interestingly enough, using energy in an interesting way for diagnostic purposes. So I do think science and spirituality are coming closer and closer and closer together. Yep. And, and this is a sign of a new age coming in. Finally, right? Yes. <laughs> it's been long in coming. It's yeah. been long in coming. You know, the Egyptians say that as a solar system, as a galaxy, really, mm -hmm. we go through 26,000-year cycles. Wow. We move, we, we move around what they call the great central sun. And 13,000 of those years are in the dark, and 13,000 years are in the light. And we are just entering the Aquarian age that brings us into the light. Age so, of Aquarius. Yes, that's what of Aquarius. That's what I'm thinking. I love that song. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great song. And I'm an Aquarian, by the way. So this oh, is even better. Place. Yes, even better. So I, I think, I think beginning now, like right now, okay, between now and next year, we're going to see amazing changes happening in the field of healing and consciousness. And so be prepared. The old paradigms are going to fall apart in some ways, so new ones can come in. And it's an incredible time. We're all going to be on an incredible journey as we see ourselves transform and change. Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being here, for bringing this to us. And just um, before we end, I mean, EMDR can benefit. Just give us some examples of some of the people, you know, uh, with some of the things that can help benefit people with. Would you mind? Well, just... certainly if people are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, they okay. can benefit. Yeah. And that can happen in so many ways. If they're traumatized as a child, mm -hmm. if it's, if it's an early trauma, if it's a current trauma, if someone has had a one-time current trauma, it can be reprocessed very quickly. If it's more long-term, 
like childhood traumas that were repetitive, it's not an overnight cure, but it absolutely can be healed. Very different than talk therapy. You know, many other therapies you could learn to cope better, but with EMDR and even the World Health Organization claimed that EMDR was one of the two therapies, the other one was CBT, that could actually heal trauma. When people have high anxiety or depression, mm -hmm. when you track it back, yep. there's always a negative belief system that's operating in the background that comes from an earlier experience. So we can use an EMDR protocol to dig that out yep. and to find out what that is and to begin to reprocess negative beliefs into positive beliefs. Their own inner wisdom and awareness comes mm -hmm. to the surface. They start to not only function better internally, but they see themselves differently in their world. So I would say just about almost all of my clients that I see, I use an EMDR process, but how I use it is determined by what that client needs. Got it. Well, thank you so much for being here. And one more time, tell us the website. It's drirenesiegel.com. D-R-I-R-E-N-E-S-I-E-G-E-L.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Pleasure having you back here as always and wishing you, uh, we had a good holiday weekend, right? We had a short week this week. Thank goodness. It was a short week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, looking forward to connecting again. Are we back next week? Not next week, but I think towards the end of the month, we're back again. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. And to all of our Thank listeners, you. please stay tuned. More of the show is coming right up. Bye-bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.